Fast Track Podcast, hosted by Dion Ross, Nick Nino's Corner Battle, and Dr. Harrison Jones, the fourth. is so essential when it comes to really winning at life and that is being careful what you ask for we're going to talk about the true cost of success and what it's going to take to get you there and if after paying the cost of success are you really happy so i want to start this one off today guys because this is something i talk about a lot to people when you look around and you ask people what they define success as like really winning a lot of people identify a certain dollar amount of money for some people it's six figures for some people it's seven figures and it's not that it's impossible for people but in order for them to get there there's a lot of sacrifices there's a lot of time there's a lot of sleep that they won't get there's a lot of time with their family that they might not be able to spend to be able to make that much money and people don't understand that it costs to, to produce things. It costs to, to really, really win at certain things. And we see it all the time with people who seem like they have everything, but at the end of the day, they're miserable, they're lonely, they are uh -huh. depressed in their life. And so I want to delve into this more, guys. What do y'all think about this? And really understanding the cost of success. Yeah, so, you know, so Dion, uh, when it comes to success, I have the three Ds, right? So you gotta be disciplined, you gotta be dedicated, and you gotta be diligent, right? So when it comes to being disciplined, you gotta put in the work. To be successful, you gotta have some sleepless nights. There's gonna be times where you're going to be somewhere that you don't wanna be, but you know, you might need to be there for mentorship, some internship, some, um, you know, some networking, uh, you know, uh, there's going to be times when you want to stray, but you got to stay the course. You have to stay the course. The second D is going to be dedicated. All right. So you have to set your goals and stick to them, but it's not just about yeah. setting goals. Yeah. You got to say, well, it's interesting. Huh? Oh, go ahead. You go ahead. Yeah. So I was saying like, it's, it's not just about setting goals, but you got to set some smart and attainable goals to where you can measure some progress because a lot of people will set goals to say, I want to be, let's say, uh, a person who makes $100,000, you know, by next year or not just make $100,000. I want to have $100,000 in the bank by, you know, X amount of time. But just don't have a date that says, I want this by 1 January 2021 set some small incremental goals also that says, hey, in four months, I'm going to have X amount. In eight months, I'm going to have X amount. But it's not, you know, that's, that's across the board just for everything, not just money. That's, that's anything in life, right? But, you know, part of being dedicated is actually having the ability to see the light at the end of the tunnel, right? My last D is diligent. You got to be persistent and never give up. Do not take no for an answer. If one door closes, you got to force your way through another door. And if that door's closed and hop in the back window, uh, open up the shed, whatever you got to do, but you got to get to where you want to go and you got to keep 
pressing forward to get to where you want to go. Never stop. Never take no for an answer. Yeah. Well, I can say like becoming a parent, I've really had to ask myself what it is that's important. You know, when you're a single person, um, you have all these goals of how much money you want to make, what kind of car you want to drive, what kind of money you want to have in a bank. But then when you start to have a family, there are other things that you use to measure success. And like for me, I know that if I wanted to make a certain amount of money um, in my business as a speaker, for example, it's possible. I, I could be the, 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 the speaker that's well requested and I'm doing speaking engagement four to six times a month. I'm traveling, I'm here and there. But what that's also going to do is take me away from my son. And what do I really want? And, you know, like I said, becoming a parent has really made me redefine what success looks like. If that means that as I'm starting my speaking career, um, I can only take two to three engagements a month. I may not be able to come up as quickly as somebody else who doesn't have um, the responsibilities that I do. But again, for me, that's what matters. I see, I work for a company. It's very interesting. I work for a company that's based in um, India, but they have uh, offices here in the States and they've sent a lot of people from India here to the U S to work. And um, these guys work literally. So the guys that they sent from India and that, or here in the United States, they literally work 12 plus hour days, four to five days a week. And they, they just work hard. Their work ethic is hard. Their, their culture is a lot more, um, a lot more work. It, believe it or not, they're very family oriented, but they're very work driven because they come here and they, they really have to prove themselves. But I also see those same people, you know, they're considered so lucky because they get to come to America and work. But at the same time, they're away from their families all the time. They're missing birthdays all the time. They are, uh, you know, waking up early, coming home late, missing dinner. And you really got to ask yourself, what does success look like? And there's a word that I've been hearing. Um, one of my favorite guys, his name is Gary V. Gary Vaynerchuk. I listen to him every day. But there's something that he preaches on called self-awareness. Self-awareness means you know truly what it takes to make you happy. When you get really focused, because a lot of people think, oh, I want to be a millionaire. Okay, yeah, you want to be a millionaire, but you're working all the time and you don't get the kind of lifestyle that you want. Some people really, really enjoy their, you know, um, flag football team every week. Well, you don't get that kind of freedom when you're working all the time. And if you did make that kind of money and you're never home to enjoy it, is it really worth it? So I think it's very important for people to get clear about what it is they truly want and truly want to their core. If you think about it, if you work your butt off so that you can live in a big house with rooms that you don't even go in, to live in a neighborhood where other people who you don't even know or care about are impressed with, you do all of that work, but at the end of the day, you don't get to spend time with your kids. You don't get quality sleep at night. You don't get a chance to do the things that are really important to you. Are you successful? Great question. Great yeah. question, Dion. So um, I'm with you on that. I always say uh, never buy 
something that you don't well never buy something that you don't need to impress people you don't like you know you see it happen so much where people think that you know i want people to see me a certain kind of way and i want them to think that i'm successful because i drive xyz i own xyz i have xyz purse on my hand or i you know it could be you know something as simple as I have the most expensive cologne on and I'm going to tell you about it, you know? So, you know, it's, I always live by that. Never, ever buy stuff you don't need to impress people you don't like. That was an awesome point you made, Dion. Yeah. So I was listening to uh, a particular sermon from Bishop T.D. Jakes and he painted this particular scenario. He said that one day he was driving at a light and he was on his way to a meeting he was late. He missed dinner with his family. Now, of course, I'm adding stuff to the to make the point because I can't remember everything he said. But he was late. He didn't get a chance to spend, uh, you know, the evening with his family. He was late to an appointment. He was in a very beautiful luxury car. He was a little bit stressed out because he was late. He was, um, uh, uh, he was, you know, on a phone call trying to make things happen. He was doing a whole bunch of things at once. And he said he pulls up in a stoplight next to somebody in a hoopty, you know, seat laid back. This guy's music is loud. He's clearly chilling and he's enjoying his life. And, and Bishop Jake said at that moment, he had to question who is more successful? Who is actually living a, a more fulfilled life? Because he said, here I am. Yes, I'm in demand. Yes, people know my name. Yes, I'm driving a luxury car. I make a lot of money, but I'm busy. I'm stressed. I'm away from the people I love. I don't get a chance to do the things I love to do. And parked right next to me is somebody that enjoys even just the drive to get to where he's going. He's enjoying the journey. He's taking his time to get there. He's enjoying the music. He's enjoying the breeze. And no, his car isn't the best car, but it's a car that's running and it's getting him from A to B. Who is more successful? And I think that's what it takes to really understand what happiness looks like. Yeah. Not everybody's meant to be a millionaire. Not everybody's meant to, to drive a, a, a luxury car. Now, granted, I believe I'm going to be a millionaire and I believe I'm going to drive. You know, we all think that for ourselves. And I personally believe that for myself. But I also have counted the cost. Everybody wants a Maserati, but not everybody wants to pay $100,000 for a vehicle. <laughs> you know? Most everybody, wants, everybody wants that. And there's one more thing I'll say. So as a personal trainer, I've been in fitness for almost 20 years. And, um, and Harrison, you can speak to this, because uh, I know this, you've actually done it. For years, I've talked about competing in a fitness competition. For years. Four years. I look at those people, their bodies are awesome. They look so good. You, you know, you can just tell somebody that competes. And I love that physique. I love the kind of attention they get. And I keep saying one day that's going to be me. But I also understand the cost of getting there. I'm not willing to eat dry chicken breast six times a day and work out two to three hours a day in the gym. I'm not willing to do that. And If I want that kind of body, I have to be willing to pay that kind of price. If I'm not willing to pay that kind of price, I have no business being jealous or envious of those that were willing to pay that price. 
So again, I'm happy with my shape, my physique, but I also go to Chick-fil-A three times a week. <laughs> I enjoy my life. Yeah. As I work out, I, I'm healthy, but I'm going to enjoy my life. And everybody wants what they see other people have and all these great things, uh, you know, these great levels of success, but there are high prices that people pay. And you have to be aware of what price you're actually willing to pay. I'd say this, you know, coming from listening to your uh, YouTube and talking to about thousands of people and that being careful, you know, what we ask for, you know, like taking it away from your family and taking it away from your friends and really not enjoying your life while you're trying to go up that hill, up that mountain, up that battle is, um, in my opinion, and this is probably going to upset both of y'all. My opinion, that's what sacrifice is. You know what I mean? And I think that if you're going to make those, take those chances and try to do the best you can and be the best, and if you're going to know that there's going to be obstacles, like if I said I was going to be CEO of Microsoft tomorrow, like I definitely have to know that I'm going to have to sacrifice a whole lot to get there, I'm going to lose friends. People are going to be upset with me. I'm going to act differently. And this is going to be a bad situation for a lot of people. Now, definitely, I'm obviously not CEO of Microsoft. But I understand that if I had to make a choice like that, that those type of things are going to fall to the wayside. So I guess, you know, it's about, you know, to me, it's about what you're willing to sacrifice. You know, like when I said, you mentioned the bodybuilding competition, I was like, I had to go with 17 20 weeks without drinking like even having a a, a crown and coat like that was like uh torture you know like i don't like to hang out socializing was out of the bit out of the question you know you had to eat chicken breast and 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 spinach and brown rice every single day and that is not a good food that's not good friend i mean you're gonna be, <laughs> you're gonna be in shape but you're gonna be leaning out and look look good but Everybody don't know that you just want some gummy bears at that moment. So, <laughs> I, you know, I really, you know, I understand when people are saying be careful what you wish for because you're going to get exactly what you want. That's what I say. If you ask for what you, if you ask to be the boss, be a super entrepreneur, if you ask to be a millionaire, if you want those things, then be prepared because you better make sure when you ask for them because you're going to get exactly what you get because if you ask for something like that at the end of the day, you're going to get it. You might just get it. And you might, just you might not it. be in the way that you want it. Yeah. It's, right. definitely, it's definitely not going to be in the way that you want it. I actually have situations where I've said, well, I'm just ready to be, I want to be uh, the principal. I want to be the uh, superintendent. I want to be this guy, this guy, and do these things. And people, I've lost people along the way. I mean, I've lost friends. I've lost, you know, like uh, like colleagues because they say, hey, you know, I remember when I was trying to be an administrator in, uh, in education. You know, I was a very good coach. But, you know, when I kept telling my uh, colleague, hey, I want to go to be an administrator, that wasn't what they wanted. They wanted me to focus on coaching. You know what I mean? So, And they didn't see the vision that I had for myself because everybody is not going to be able to see it. So, indeed, I mean, I think when you ask for something, like, as big as 
you know, a promotion, it's money. I think just be specific. Be like, I nowadays, when I ask for something, I we talked about this on the last podcast, but when I ask for something, I have to be, I try to be like as specific as possible. I want to be rich and I want, I tell people, I want, like most of the time now when I ask for something, be careful what I want, I ask for something for all my friends. I'm like, I want my friends to be, I want my people to come up. I want everybody around me to have a good time. I want everybody else to enjoy. Like, I noticed that when I say things like, I want to be rich, it's not because of me. It's because I want everybody else around me to it, because it's going to be helpful for them. I'm making a lot of money. You know what I mean? And so I say, you know, I stopped asking for like positions. I stopped asking for money. I stopped asking for things that are selfish and I've discovered that being selfless and, and making those comments for everyone else. Like the first thing I do when I find another opportunity, I'm like, Hey, Hey, I see this. Hey, this is what we should do. Hey, this is what we should do. Let's do this. Let's do this. Let's be there. Hey, we, you can do this. I, I find opportunity. The first thing I see is like people that are talented and I try to help them do the same thing. And that's pretty much my motive motive motif from this point on. It's like, if everybody around me is coming up, I can't help but come up. And so, so you guys, how about I flip it on you guys? You know, yeah. You know, so how about I flip it on you? So let's say, for instance, my grandfather, he used to always say that uh, he was never able to enjoy success because he wanted his, his, his uh, grandchildren and his children to, you know, to have that opportunity to enjoy success. So like, for instance, I know there's probably things that my grandfather wanted to do. He was a factory worker, right? He worked 12 to 12 to 16 hours a night, depending on what night it was during the week. Right. And he worked his butt off and worked hard. And I know that's not what he wanted to do, but he bust his butt. Right. So that, you know, I wouldn't have to do it and my cousins wouldn't have to do it. You know, so we saw him be, you know, a hard worker and he didn't, actually get to enjoy the fruits of his labor, but he set the foundation for his children and his grandchildren to be on a higher platform than what he was able to put himself on. What do you guys think about that? I think it's awesome. First of all, I take my hat off to people that are willing to do that in order to create legacy. And I think it always goes back to being clear about what you define success as because some people define legacy as success and that's clearly where he was some people um you know think that success looks like enjoying your life now and he was more concerned about generations to come i think that's amazing i do think however that we're in a completely different time because there's a lot more opportunities especially for people of color where they can, you know, create a great level of living for, for generations to come, but they can also enjoy a quality of life now, you know, um, and that comes through education. But, but, and even still, I mean, you talk to, if you look at different single moms or different people in situations that are going back to school, they're doing it to produce a legacy. They're doing it so that their children can see, okay, my mom achieve this level of you know education I can do it too this is this is now where we are going as a family so that's that's wonderful but again 
it, it, you have to define what success really looks like. Look at it too. Look at Robert Smith, the man that donated like all that money and paid pretty much all of the Morehouse grads um, college off. His, his contribution to society, if you think about the type of gentlemen that come out of Morehouse, you got Sam, I like Samuel Jackson, that's my favorite one. You got like a bunch of great individuals that came out of Morehouse and he just paid all of their tuitions and they have no debt. You know what I mean? So his legacy, his, his success can be defined by, hey, all these guys are gonna be saying, I got that Robert Smith scholarship. Like, and you know, it's it's dope, you know, it's gonna be great for him. And if you even look at it too, you know, as a person with legacy, I'd rather be, if I'm Bill Gates' best friend, hey, I'm still living a life of luxury. You know what I'm saying? Like, I may not have a billion, million, you know, millions of dollars in my bank account, but I'm still flying on private jets to Bill Gates, with Bill Gates around the world. You know what I'm saying? Like, not saying that you should ride the coattail of anybody or anything like that, but if you help another person become great, it's great. But if you start to say like, well, this is what I want. I specifically want money. Money is money comes and goes. Money is a piece of paper. And I think that's one thing that people and we I try to like understand like get people to understand is that if you want money, you can get money however you want it. Just go get it. It's money out there, plentiful money. It's abundant amount of money, but you know, what is it? How is it going to help the people around you? You know what I mean? That kind of currency to me is what people should be asking for instead of what can they get out of it? You know what I mean? What kind of, what kind of help are you, what kind of service are you providing? How are people benefiting from you being rich? You know what I mean? And people complain about it, but to me, that's what people do it for. Once yeah. you get it past three, four million dollars, like millions of dollars, you ain't got nothing else to spend your money on. What yeah. else you got? I mean, yeah. And well, and you hear about those people that you know make all this money, but they're so depressed. Yeah, that's yeah, they're because yeah. they're lonely because they didn't help anybody along the way. Yeah. And 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 success is so much more than money. It's just it's so much more than money. Success success is an overall state of winning. At life most definitely and you can be successful by society standards but you're suicidal and miserable so what does it even matter you most know what definitely. I'm saying yeah so or you could be making forty thousand dollars a year and be the happiest human being on the planet but you again you have to be aware of what it is that makes you happy and also yeah things like that leaving a legacy making an impact helping other people using your platform and your success to pull other people up. That's what makes people happy. That's what makes you happy. Yeah. And so, you know, just to piggyback on what you said, Dion and Doc. So, you know, I always say uh, to be successful, it's uh, learning what you're brilliant at and then using your brilliance to affect the masses. Right. You know, so I said that plenty of times on the podcast. Right. So let's bring it back to sports, you know, because I'm a sports guy. When you look at successful winning teams, uh, the one common theme between those winning teams is those assistant coaches and those coordinators for the head coach are never there longer than a couple of years because that head coach is putting them in positions to be successful so that they can go be head coaches now. And so now these guys have all joined a special fraternity of being head coaches 
because of their success, because they are winners, right? So when it comes to being successful, it's knowing what you're brilliant at and then using your brilliance to affect the masses, you know? So that's pretty much my take on it. How about you, Harrison? I agree, you know, just empowering others, you know, getting others to recognize their abilities, building leadership potential in others. That's my main focus as a professor, as a principal in education is to make sure other people know how to lead and they have the means to live a better quality of life, you know? And so definitely, I think when you're asking for things, I think I'd recommend for anybody that's listening to this podcast, change your vocabulary, change the way you talk about success, find success in the sense of service. Like if you look at Nick Saban, he's won all these championships and he's the main one that will tell you that he is a servant leader. They have courses on Coach K where he's just talking about how he is a servant leader. He talks to his team. How can I help you? How, you know, someone I may see, oh, it's, you know, you're giving into your team and not being authoritative. But when you look to build the capacity of others, you only build your capacity in, 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 at the end of the day. They're going to be more powerful. Like Coach K, Coach who Bobby Knight, like, he was, I mean, that's like, they, oh, Bob, yeah, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know if Coach Bobby Knight, I think they were, they all came up with Coach Bobby Yeah, but yeah, so you, Bobby Knight was his coach, right? Yeah, Bobby Knight coached at West Point first, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. yeah. Uh And so if you look at the impact that you can have, you know what I mean? For, you know, from that standpoint as a coach, you know, it might be like, well, Phil Jackson coached Michael Jordan, but. To me, would you rather be, you know, if you think about it, Phil Jackson not only coached Michael Jordan, he coached Kobe Bryant, he coached Shaquille O'Neal, he coached, you know what I'm saying? Like, his impact was helping others. So if he ever needed anything, if Phil Jackson was just destitute and in the corner of the desert and he had nothing to do, he can call up who? <laughs> yeah, he can call up anybody he wants, well, yeah. Shaq, he'll say, hey, what's up, Shaq? Hey, I need $5, you know, or whatever, a trip to, I need a trip to Cancun, like, or something like that, you know, whatever the rich people do nowadays. But that's what I think as far as if you're building the capacity and helping others achieve success, that you're you're going to, in turn, uh, be more successful. That's from my sense. I know there's personality tests that put me in that category, but I definitely see coaching as the most beneficial part of being successful. Most definitely. And so, you know, Harrison, I think I'm going to go ahead and wrap it up. We got a few more minutes left on the call, but um, to just do a quick recap, guys, uh, when it comes down to being successful, um, you got to look at a, a few things, guys. You got to be disciplined. You got to work hard. All right. Uh, there's going to be times you want to stray, but you got to stay the course. You got to be dedicated. Like Dr. Jones said, set your goals, set specific goals, stick to them. Um, set smart and attainable goals so that you can measure your progress. Um, always be able to see a light at the end of the tunnel. Next, guys, you got to be diligent. Be persistent. Never give up. Never take no for an answer. Also, as a leader, be a servant leader. And then find your brilliance. Find your brilliance and see how your brilliance can affect others. And share your brilliance. Share your brilliance so that the people around you can come up with you and be successful just like you are. And on that note, people, this is the end of the fast track. 
podcast. Um, if you any questions that you want us to answer, uh, email us um, fast track convo at gmail.com or just go visit our website and leave us uh you know some things on the contact form at fasttrackconvo.com also like and subscribe um our podcast on apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, wherever you can get a podcast we're on there and on that note guys we are out uh yeah fast track out. let's go be All good right. be good be later good. on later